You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin of the Screener Squad, and I'm continuing my run of end or beginning of the year spooky, scary movies. Because what's the best time to release a movie? Get out of here, October. You're done. Take your Saw franchise and pack it up. Because we're talking about horror films in March. This one is called You Are Not My Mother. A North Dublin story about a young girl who has a mother who seems to be having some issues, whether it's clinical depression, was my guess, or a haunting of mythical fairies, maybe? I'm not so good on Dublin culture, and I apologize for that, but I did enjoy this movie because it does introduce a lot of that kind of myth from that area. From director-writer Kate Dolan, her second feature, I won't be discussing this alone. Not today, not ever. I am surrounded by wonderful people. I have LeWayne with us today. Hey, how's it going? And also, she could tell you all about fairy rings. Tessa's with us. Actually, I could, and you're not the podcast mom of me. (laughs) Also... A third with us, and maybe she is the third of an ongoing cycle of switched out people. Ray is with us. Hello. I might be the third, the fourth, and the fifth, for all you know. <laughs> Ray's just one letter away from Faye. I don't trust it. <laughs> That's true. A sinister giggle from Ray is not filling me with uh, <laughs> optimism, but okay. <laughs> confidence. So we have our young protagonist, Shar, who is from a family on this small community who's been accused of some horrible things. Some true, some false. Some, you know, hyperbolic gossip. While her mom, Angela, played by Carolyn Bracken, doesn't really make her life all that easy. You know, it's presented as a situation where Shar has to be the adult you know, tough scenarios all around. Grandma lives with them. Ingrid Craigie is the in- actress playing Rita, the grandmother, who seems like she has a good handle on what's going on, but also kind of speaks in riddles every once in a while. But that just might be, you know, Dublin vernacular, not necessarily what hides beneath the surface in all of us, Shar. Who knows? Like, oh, okay, Grandma, thanks. What's for supper? <laughs> Wait, so was the one guy Aaron the dad? I thought that was the girl's uncle. He's, her, yeah, he's Char's uncle. uncle. Yes. Okay. Oh, the uncle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... I thought he was a sp- Well, he seemed so involved. I thought he was a spouse. <clears throat> no. 
there, I don't think there's any mention made at all of Char's dad. None. Like even in passing. Like not even a throwaway explainer about how he got hit by a train or something. Or, He's just not there. Yeah, Went no, for cigarettes. Yeah, there's an explainer that her mom got pregnant at 18 and that's it. There's nothing. Yep. Does anybody else find it interesting that Charlotte's nickname is Char, like Char, like uh-huh. something that's been burnt? Yeah. Well, we won't get into heavy spoilers, but the film opens up and caught my attention right away as this cute little baby is found and put out into a a circle of sorts, almost like uh, what you would call a ritual. Like, oh, okay, maybe this is a ritual of protection to, you know, have a lost baby protected and then is set on fire. But then we find out. I'm pretty sure we find out the baby survived miraculously and is is just just uh just okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awkward, awkward opening. I don't think the film ever does anything as horrifying since that opening scene. Yeah, but the thing about this is that that baby, that baby is laughing until uh-huh. that fire set which is even more disturbing to me because they mm-hmm. they give you that hey this is a happy normal wonderful child and all of a sudden you've got a woman for completely unknown reasons setting it on fire and you're like okay to me I thought that was going to be the horror story I thought the woman that does that 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 was going to be the horror is is that she did something to this child that she, you know is going to haunt her regret her for the regret you know that she's going to regret and is going to haunt her for the rest of her life and it was not quite the way it went no yeah that's the thing like when i saw what the plot was and the title and what kind of folklore we were going to get into I kind of knew off the bat that things were not quite as they appeared with Grandmama in the real world, in IRL, um, folklore back in the day um, when people were thought to be changelings. uh, The only way to figure it out was kind of like a trial by fire, kind of like this whole witch thing, very similar situation. And it usually ended up with the people they suspected of being a changeling ending up dying in a fire. And it's just a whole thing. Yeah, this this story has a lot of folklore in it. Like you're not supposed to eat anything the Fae give you um, or drink. You should not dance with them. Do not dance with them. And the whole thing oh, is mm-hmm, I see. do not dance right. or you will never stop dancing. And the thing is, like, you'll be under their like a spell, as it were, or a thrall, if you will, any other food or drink or dance or music, you won't get the same sort of um, kind of like pleasant feelings from it. It just won't feel the same. It won't satiate you or your soul or hunger in any way after that, unless it's through Fae. And that uh, sometimes people would explain depression. So, okay. Anyways. Now, that's what I wanted to ask all of you, actually. I thought this film was trying to walk the line between uh, mythical legends and or maybe the mother is depressed. It feels like it's trying to do that. Like, is it one way or the other? And I mean, presumably the opening scene is supposed to sort of set that for you. But then there's references made to it later. Like, oh, yeah, I heard that so and so said your grandma's crazy. She set you on fire. So then it's like, okay, so is there just a history of mental illness in this family? 
And so they play that back and forth right up through the end of the movie. But it's always one of those things that makes me uncomfortable. And again, when they open with the baby just sitting there in the middle of the street, I'm like, oh, uh oh. Ray, what about you? How'd you feel about the way this film touches on those touchy subjects and fun subjects like fairies? They set out to do exactly what they, well, they accomplished exactly what they set out to do. My question is kind of the same as you posed, Bradley. Did, was it successful? Was it completely successful? I think that there's a lot of this that works and I just think that what I wanted from it was a little more of the ex, you know, exploration of what it had done to the relationship early on, maybe between the grandmother and the mother, because we don't start to see the effects of, of you know, whether this is uh, supernatural or whether it's just mental illness. We don't start to see those effects until we have the daughter grown up and what that what the mother is doing that's affecting the daughter, really. We, we don't get any history there. And I kind of wanted to see, you know, how the how the grandmother had dealt with it long before we got to this point and why we got, why we, we let it go this long, what it, you know, whichever it is, why did we let it go so long before anything happened? And, and then I think about that and I think, well, you know, when you're really dealing with mental illness, there's a lot of times that, you know, you ignore it and you hope it's going to go away or you hope it's going to fix itself. So maybe this did work better than I thought it did. And I keep going back and forth trying to figure out whether I thought it worked completely or di or, or not so much. No, and I can agree with that. So we're going to move on to another topic, something that did work for me. I think this cast is pretty amazing. Hazel Dupe and Carolyn Bracken as the daughter and the uh, mother, or is she? I loved their interactions with each other. Because um, Hazel especially, she has almost this, I'm strong, I have it together, and this isn't going to affect me today. But beneath the surface of that emotion, you see like this tired vulnerability of this horrific thing happening to her is a routine occurrence. And I really think she carried that type of special, almost... What a lot of actors would be like, the meatiest roles are the ones that you have to carry trauma, but you don't want to be maudlin about it. And you certainly don't want to be big like, why every day, mother? Why are you doing this to me? Like probably how Jared Leto would. I learned it from you. <laughs> yeah. This isn't okay. And then they grab something and throw it. No, her very, um, what's it called? I wish I had a bigger vocabulary. Reserved. Okay, so this is how Mother is today. Let's see how I'll survive this. Was wonderful. What did you all th three think of these performances? Um, yeah, I, I feel like their dynamic was definitely um, awkward, but like believable awkward. Um, and I, I too was kind of wondering some details as far as like, Angela's character when she was taken like she was having trouble before she disappeared that latest time that things started to really go to shit but before that was she taken and like the conversation they had in the car and she's like you know I can't do this anymore and at the very beginning and the daughter's like well just go home 
And she took that literally because if she was a fae, she just went off to wherever. And uh, so I'm wondering how much before even this latest time the mom was not mom. But <clears throat> their their interactions were really good. The grandma, the grandma's okay. I don't know. What do you guys think about grandmama? I used to be a volunteer for the local court for, uh, I used to work with uh, abused and neglected children that had entered the system. And Hazel's behavior is actually very familiar in a sense of like an abused child. Like, I'm not saying she literally was, but it was the same way. She's super cautious about how she interacts with everybody, right? She Because she doesn't know, there's no reliability to the character of the people she interacts with. Is grandma going to be crazy today? Is grandma going to be helpful? Is mom going to be dangerous? What's going on? And then she has to go to school and navigate the bullies that show up on and off through this. And it's like, are they just going to be annoying and say rude things to me, or are they going to set something of mine on fire, right? And she has to exhibit this constant caution that you see with children that are abused or children who live with a family member that is unsafe for them, at least part of the time, where they can't gauge, is this a safe place to be? She doesn't have anywhere to be that is safe for her. In her position, I would have a hard time gauging whether, I mean, Clearly, she's grown up with these legends. She's familiar with them as well. But do I take this seriously or not? Can I trust what these people are saying about this and what it means? And there's a decision she's got to make at the end of this that has some pretty significant consequences depending on which way the story goes. And so it was interesting to watch her try to navigate all of this stuff through this movie. I mean, it could have been boring, like because it's a lot of time just her back and forth to school and around the house and stuff. Um, so one of the things that sort of saves that is her performance. But yeah, Grandma's a little... Mm, she's fine, and I don't know how much of that is, is character choices and how much of that is the performance. But Well, and if we're talking about performances, we're and, and we've mentioned a lot that we're seeing for the actors emotionally in their performances, but you know you have to talk about Carolyn Bracken as, as the mother. You have to talk about her mm -hmm. physical performance. Holy cow, there were some moments in this, you know, that were, she just, she seems to be descending and then all of a sudden she goes almost a, a 180. And of course, you're not, you're not sure whether she's gone even crazier for a second or whether, you know, all of a sudden she's happy, but then it even gets weirder and weirder. And some of the physical things that she puts her body through in a couple of these scenes is just very, very effective. Now, let's carry that into our final thoughts here. Uh, Ray, would you continue and lead us, please? Uh, sure. I signed up to review the movie strictly because I have some friends who uh, run Fright Fest in London. And then in uh, the Glasgow Film Festival in February, they get a whole weekend where they get to go and just run nothing but Fright Fest you know, uh, genre type movies at the Glasgow Film Festival. And this was one of the top three films that came out of that uh, the end of February this year. So that's what I went in with. I didn't read anything about the film at all as far as description or anything. And what I got, you know, was a very slow burn, but one with really great performances. So I was, is it, you know, a true horror film that I would think of, you know, to come out of, of a horror festival, not necessarily horror, but there are some very, yeah, there are some horror elements and some very horrible things that happen. We get, we, we get 
more of a horror to me in the domestic sense. In other words, you know, the things that are happening to you in your real life are horrible. And whether you blame it, you know, as you're watching this film, whether you blame it on something supernatural or whether you blame it on mental illness, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, what is happening to these people is horrible and, and they're having to navigate their lives this way. And I think the performances are great in this film and, and pull it through. I do think that there's a little bit, when I talk about a slow burn, it is a little too slow for me getting into it. But after that... Is that a pun intended? It, no, that is a no pun intended. But yes, we know, <laughs> and no spoilers intended, but we... Uh, we get to this point where it does it does pick up the pace of the film and it, and I really by the end thought this was a solid solid effort and I would uh, something that this writer director does I I would watch again if if you know she takes a third film a fourth film I'm gonna watch just to see what where she goes and I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a solid score I'm gonna give this um an eight out of ten cans of cheap aerosol hairspray. <laughs> very nice tessa uh yeah i really i i also very much enjoyed this um and it it was indeed a, a slow burn i feel like it's kind of up there some people would say maybe up there with even like the babadook as far as dealing with like emotional issues kind of transcending into the supernatural um Except I, I would maybe enjoy a bit more visuals on the supernatural end of things. I, I feel like they were a little reserved with it, you know? Angela's body kind of contort and do some kind of creepy things. But I was also kind of wondering, like, where are the other fae? Like, where, where is the portal? You know, there's some, like, things I was kind of curious about. Some unanswered questions that kind of left me wanting more. Which, you know, it's generally kind of a good thing. You want people to want more. Um, though I doubt this will be getting any sort of sequel. So, um, <laughs> but I, I wanted kind of more of a little bit of everything, a bit more of the supernatural and a bit more, um, of what was going on with Angela a little bit before. And, uh, maybe they could have made it more clear that that fellow Aaron was her uncle. Um, it, it, I, for a while, I thought it was the husband for a hot, a hot minute as well. And then I was like, wait, no, the kid keeps calling him Aaron. He's either a stepdad or her uncle, or I think this is, I would also give it an eight out of 10. Um, I'll give it an eight out of 10 fairy rings. Very good. Low Wayne. Yeah. Slow burn. I'll just throw that out there too. This is not a monster movie. You're not going to get one of the, it's not even, even though we've talked around about things like Changeling and Faye and stuff like that, you don't, there's not any really graphically overt things like as a horror movie, it's clearly more a suspense and it's, it's the use of horror or magic to deal with something that's also very real. My usual score stuff, it looks good. It sounds good. The cast is mostly fine. It, it feels like it could be livened up a little bit, but I'm not going to kill it too much for that. I would definitely like to see more from the people involved in this, both the director and the writer and, and most of the cast. And um, I think that they've got a pretty good team together. I'd be curious to see what else they do. So I'll definitely keep an eye out. Um, I'm always uncomfortable with these when it's the, are they crazy? Is it a monster? Cause 
and those aren't always handled very well. I think this one did a pretty good job with it, um, right up even to the end, which is often where a lot of these fall flat. Uh, in the end, I'm going to give this 3.75 out of 5 crushed lithium tablets. So I'm uh, probably just going to echo what you're all saying. Uh, these two actresses, Carolyn and Hazel, I look forward to seeing more of their work. And you know what? I'm going to go and, you know, do myself one better and look at the things they've done before. She looks very young, Hazel, but it looks like she's been acting for over a decade. So going to have a fun time deep diving into that. This is only the second feature from Kate Dolan, so I am looking forward to her nice. third. And that's the charm. That, that one will knock it out of the park. But I did enjoy this. Mostly because about an hour in, I thought to myself, man, I act like I know a lot of these mythical things, but it's uh, incredibly basic knowledge. Tessa, thank you for the bit of education you did earlier. Like, oh, wow. You know, I'm probably going to watch this again after I do a little bit more research on the Fae. And I, too, am going to give this one an 8 out of 10 missing babies who maybe aren't missing. And maybe it's you that's missing. I just saw that Kate Dolan did Cat Calls, which is a really good yes. Oh, yes. debut feature. Yes. yes. Amazing short film. I very much enjoyed. Um, heck yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll look into that after this review. Yeah, you Thank should. You. 